Joe Prano, you will be in the lovely state of Colorado next week. Where can the Dirtballs see you? The Dirtballs can see me at Aspen Laugh Fest. I will be doing two après ski shows, two afternoon happy hour shows, Friday and Saturday of next week. Aspen Laugh Fest, pretty fantastic festival. Norm MacDonald. Yeah, Norm there, Norm there. Headlining on Thursday, Trevor Noah, a bunch of great comics, and yeah, boy, for two nights on Thursday and Friday. Sunday, or sorry, Friday and Saturday. Sunday, I will be in um, Boulder, Colorado for two shows at the Boulder Comedy Show. Monday and Tuesday, I'll be in Denver um, trying to jump on some shows at Comedy Works in Denver. So come see me in Colorado. And if you don't live in Colorado, um, download or stream Valentine's Day is for Suckers, which is now out, and listen to it on Valentine's Day with your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your mother. And last but not least, we will be live broadcasting the NBA Slam Dunk and Three Point Competition on Saturday from the Smut Studio. Should have led with that, Andy. Should have led with that. So if you have not subscribed on YouTube, go ahead, subscribe on YouTube, get the alert. We will be calling it live. We'll have plenty of Miller Lights. Maybe some pizza. It'll be me, Prano. Bilbo over here. Nick D'Alessandro, a.k.a. Bilbo. Possibly Aaron Moharis. Pending, oh! Pending his schedule. Anyway. Did we do Did we do All-Star Game last year? Yes. That ended up getting deleted. Oh, yeah. Because we would have been canceled. Because it wasn't just light. It was lit. It was. That's true. So subscribe to us on YouTube. Watch us live this weekend for the NBA All-Star Weekend. Okay, guys. Let's start the show. <laughs> Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey Nochilprano. Good morning, Andrew T. Ruther. Good morning, Joseph. How you doing today? I'm doing good. Got a good night's sleep. Had a nice, healthy breakfast. You know my breakfasts. Yeah, breakfasts. <laughs> my breakfasts and my breakfasts. Uh, yeah, you made me a couple fuckboy scrambles uh, this past weekend when we when Bilbo was over at my place. Um, yeah, you you do it up. You the, the fuckboy scramble is legit. Give me a give me a one to ten my breakfast that I like to make. I'm gonna give you a solid eight. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, I mean, what's you, you you do the eggs great, all the stuff that's in it. But I like toast. You're buttering my toast for me. I was like, man, I feel. I didn't even have to fuck the fuck boy. You know, I just got the scramble. Can I be honest? I like cooking for people. I like taking care of people. And I just wish, and we can get him on mic here. I just wish that you know Nick would expand his palate so, so that I could make him that delicious meal. So the the scrambles got. Salsa and spinach and uh, cheese. No, no cheese. No cheese. No cheese. Mushrooms. Mushrooms. Avocado. Avocado. So, Nick, no mushrooms, no avocado, no salsa? 
Yeah, yeah, you can still do cheese, bacon bits, egg. I mean, I'm cool with spinach. Like, I, I've told you this before. You you can make a rendition of the fuckboy for Nick Dale. Put the mic a little closer to your face. You can make... No, no, you did not put... Put it closer rendition. to your face. We got to pick up the audio. I, I have my headphones. I, I can hear myself. I have the, the visual. Oh, the visual. We, we got to get you up a little. There we go. Okay. Anyway, why don't you make a Nick Dale scramble? Okay, well, here's the problem with Spend that. Spend your horizons as the chef. Here, here's, you know? the, here's the problem with that, Nicholas. It's basically a... You know, when I'm cooking, I'm cooking for everybody. So, like, you're... No substitutions. It's like a, you know, you're like a restaurant. Yeah, you're you're like the vegetarian. You're the person who shows up to the all-you-can-eat barbecue who's like, I'm a vegetarian. It's like, well, sorry, uh, Sandra, you're on your own. You know what I'm saying? Sandra. <laughs> Sandro, actually. You know what you, Yeah, good. <laughs> I mean, No look, avocado. That's a very weird one. You don't like avocado? I don't like avocado, guacamole, none of that. No, I'm good. Wow. Okay. Okay. Let me ask you this. I'm not sure. I'm not sure when you try to make an official move to California if the state will let you in if you don't eat avocado. <laughs> I, think I think it's a rule. Is that how you get residency? I think it's a rule here. You got to eat avocado. Okay, Brano. We've had obviously Aaron Twerks. We've had Nick Bilbo. Weirder eating habits, and I want to put it out to the dirt balls. Weirder eating habits. This guy who hates delicious things like avocado and guacamole, or Moharis who basically only eats the cheese and the sauce on pizza. Yeah, well, his is a dietary restriction, and, and Bilbo just doesn't like certain things. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a picky eater. What's wrong with being a picky eater, you know? everyone, No one likes everything, you know? I agree. Textures of things kind of weird me out. Avocado texture, it just can't go down the hatch for me. It's interesting. I don't love the texture of mushrooms, but they've grown on me. Yeah. Like, I can eat the mushrooms in the fuckboy scramble. Yeah. It's nice. It's a nice little fix. Yeah. Well, we have some sports stuff we're going to get to. It is a sports show, isn't it? Yeah. We got NBA All-Star Weekend. More Astros stuff. Can't get enough of the Astros stuff. And uh, you know it's that time of year when we want to talk, like, sports gossip. And they're power washing your hallway, apparently. Bro, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Sounds like somebody's, like, walking down with, like, Palm, palm leaves and just like swiping the walls. I'm just going to say it for everybody, and I've told Joe and Nick this. I, I, the days of Savage Town are... Are numbered? They're numbered. Where are you going from here? I want to... Uh, there's options. Obviously, Marina Del Rey. It's going to be a lot more expensive. I'm in rent control. Uh, you've planted a seed, and that seed is starting to blossom about a possible South Bay. I was also trying to plant seeds of... Tahoe, Hawaii. I was like, <laughs> I was like, if if we're gonna take this show on the road, let's take the show on the road. No Tahoe, maybe Hawaii. Hawaii, okay. Hawaii or the South Bay? Yeah. I I just I I've had it with the lack of fucks given. <laughs> yes, about my building and the street and just everything. You know, like location is great. All the amenities I have are great, but at a certain point, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I'd use the word amenities here. <laughs> the pool amenities. Amenities is what you say when you have like a doorman building. The pool. The amenities. The hot tub. The grill. Par- parking in Los Angeles. Having parking is an amenity. Yeah. You have to admit. Yes. Because parking is so hard to get. So anyway, the days of Savage Town 
I'm looking at a 2021 upgrade. Upgrade season. Maybe. Okay. But you're month to month here. I am. You could go at any time. I could leave any time I want. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, I got to talk to the whole Dirty Sports fam. You guys, Moharis, Tug Coker. We're going to bring everybody in. Well, I was thinking if Bilbo's moving here, Moharis, Tug, his family, Dirty Sports Compound. You know what I mean? <laughs> David Koresh? Yeah, we get like a five bedroom with like a, a you know, a separate garage or like a, a, a detached studio or something like that. Just like, you know, it's like Bristol. It's like the campus. I dir- love this idea. I yeah. love it. Of course you do. A dirty sports compound. Yeah, the dirty sports campus. Yeah. Can you blow me where the Pampers is? <laughs> we can take turns babysitting Tug's kids. Yeah. Tug's kids are almost old enough where they'll just be, you know, production assistants. Yeah, good point. We're like two years away from those kids fucking running cable. Sure. By the way, shout out to Tug. Amazing acting on Mixed Dish. If you didn't watch it, go on Hulu. Go on demand. He was on this episode of Mixed Dish. It was Tug versus Mark Paul Gosseler. Yeah. I uh, I didn't see it, but I feel like I saw it just in the clips that Dirtballs posted. I saw so many clips. Yeah. The high five uh, was a big one. You know, the, the, the dinner table exchanges. But I'll have to sit down and watch the whole episode. Maybe tonight. Yeah. Check it out. Me and uh, Nick watched it. What'd you think? I loved it. I thought it was great. I'd never seen Mixed Dish before. Yeah. It, how, how long has this show been around? It's the second season. Second season right now? I thought it was great. Tug was obviously awesome. He had some great, uh, he, he had like a montage sequence there at the end of the dinner table with, with Gosler. Yeah. He had a mic drop at one point, it seemed like. And his outfit. I told Tug, we talked yesterday on the phone. I said, you need to bring that outfit to Dirty Sports. You know, it's straight. Did he 80s. get to keep it? Uh, probably not. Yeah. Come on. They're not, they're not letting you keep that stuff. Come on. <laughs> Come on, you, Come on, Disney. You know how it works. So are you excited this weekend? We have the NBA All-Star Weekend, Joe. I'm, I've am i always been an NBA All-Star Weekend fan, dunk contest, three-point contest. I'm a fan of the NBA All-Star Game, and uh, this year they've changed up the game. They're playing basically four separate games. Um, each quarter is its own game, and then they're playing, I believe, to 24 in the final quarter. In, in honor of Kobe Bryant. Jesus Christ. I'll just, I mean. The thing about the playing the 24 in the final quarter is these I, are the all-star games. Aren't quarters like 50-point quarters? Aren't there, fi- like, I feel like the last quarter is going to be four and a half minutes long. Yeah. I I, I just, okay, whatever. I, I don't want to get canceled. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut on that. You keep, you're, you're worried about getting canceled by... You think they're going too far? I mean, it is the all. It is the first All Star game. Kobe Bryant died what two weeks ago? Three weeks ago, but I'm fine with it. Okay. I I I I'll just I'll just I'll leave it at that. Okay. I will leave it at that. So I announced on before the show we are going to be calling the three point and slam dunk contest live from the Smut Studio Saturday night. So make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube to get that alert as we live broadcast it. So these are the participants, Joe Prano. We'll start off with the slam dunk contest. Pat Connaughton, Aaron Gordon, Dwight Howard coming back. I'd love to see that, to be honest. Derek Jones Jr. What do you think? Who do you like? 
Oh, you got, I got to I got to root for Pat. The white guy. The, not only the white guy, Notre Dame. Uh, and yeah, I mean the underdog in all facets of the word. I'm I'm all in on Pat Connaughton. I like it. I think the fix is on. I think Dwight Howard wins. Uh, there was a report saying that he had reached out to Kobe to be to help him out with the slam dunk contest. I think there's going to be some kind. Wow, that would. I mean, if he brings back, if this was all a, if this was all a big conspiracy <laughs> to unveil Kobe during the dunk Dwight Howard's dunk contest, he'll win. Yeah, I th- he'll I think, he'll 100 percent win. Well, I, I think there's going to be some kind of tribute or memorial from Dwight Howard. And it's gonna be it's gonna be like a heartthrob, and then I think they're just gonna give it to him. I like where he's going. I think the fix is on. I'd have to agree with Bilbo over here. I feel like everyone's gonna be rooting for Connaughton. Everybody, white people, black people. I think the white guy is gonna get some sort of preferential treatment. He can he can fly, dude. No, I know he can, but also because he's the white guy. Yeah, I think he's got to go. I think he's got to go. Shorts with the warm-up jacket on, and just go full Barry from the from the free throw line. Has Aaron Gordon won before? Dwight Howard has won before. I believe Aaron Gordon has won before. That's what I thought too. So we have two previous slam dunk winners. I think at this point the contest is difficult because I always say, "What else can you do?" Right. But it seems like every few years somebody does find a way to do something crazy. Um, because there has been, cer- there's certainly been years th- where you feel like it's plateaued. You feel like it's plateaued. I thought it had plateaued pre Vince Carter. Vince Carter came was like, yo, this is like next level. Um, you know, then it became the jumping over things was always the big thing. I'm still waiting for the, somebody to go two hand from the free throw line. Somebody to do free throw line is still this crazy you know, pun intended, line in the sand, that it means something to jump from the free throw line, yet the only thing anybody's done is just jump from the free throw line and get it down. I'm I'm waiting for somebody to jump from the free throw line and put it down with two hands or jump from the free throw line and reverse it. I mean, reverse is, would be crazy. But, like, to do something yeah. from the free throw line. Um, I think Giannis, if he could get in there, he's he's nearly done from the free throw line in games at this point. Uh, I also think, and I've said this on the show before, at some point when it really does fully plateau, I think they just add big men. Just start yamming on people. Yeah. Like, uh, it's a block slash dunk contest. Because that's more, almost more exciting. Like, it's more exciting to see guys fucking banging on, on a big dude than to, you know... Throw it off the side of the backboard and catch it. Like I'm over the fucking throw it thing, and I'm over jumping over shit. Cause like the jumping over shit, it's like now the dunk is what you're jumping over, but it's not like like it's crazy. Like jump over something high, jump over something big. You know what I mean? Jump over. I think I hate it. the like I'm gonna. It's Chicago, so I'm gonna jump over. You know, Sears Tower. Yeah, some dumb shit like that. They need to light something on fire and jump over it. Like, if you're willing to risk bodily injury, I'm all for it. If if we're gonna do jumping over things, like like you know it's gonna be like the uh, they they collected guns from the south side of Chicago. This is like a pile of of guns that have been turned in. I'm gonna jump over to sport, you know, fight gun violence. It's like, come on, get the fuck out of here. I'm all for jumping over things that could kill you. 
Yeah. Like there's a, a pen of wild tigers or something. Okay. Like you jump over that, that thing might also leap off and bite you. Like, let's make it crazy. Let's just because she's like jump over the coronavirus. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> or jump over a Southside gang member who is holding his Uzi in the air. Yeah. If you can jump o- if you can jump over him and his gun and bullets, you win. Because at this point, the slam dunk contest, it's all it's all theatrics, right? Yeah, which I hate. So it's basically it's not about the the physical act. It's about the whole display and the showmanship. And these guys embrace that too much, and I hate it. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've been working on this dunk. And it's like, you know, one of his teammates throwing it off. It's like, how about work on just fucking dunking it? So you are going to be rooting for Connaughton. Yeah. Nick thinks that Dwight Howard could be the favorite. I kind of have to agree with that. Superman. How many guys are going to call themselves Superman? Is it just Shaq and Dwight Howard? Oh, and they yeah. got beef over this, too. Yeah. And it is it is offensive. I mean, you came up playing the same position on the same team that Shaq did, and you stole his nickname? I've always hated Dwight Howard. I'm a Dwight Howard hater. I think everybody knows that about me. I, I had turned into a, a Dwight Howard truther. I wouldn't call myself a hater. But I've changed, dude. He has really... Embraced his role in the Lakers team. Yeah, and he and he has been. Yeah, I think he's been great this year. For he his, has been for his role and what he does for that team. He plays defense. It only took him like how long? Fifteen years to. I mean, obviously he was great when he came into the league, but we're going on we're going on six seven years of teams being like, hey, we should try Dwight Howard. Be like, fuck, this didn't work, and him refusing to change his game, which we talked about it when. But it he happened. hasn't changed the game. He's just saying, I'm going to get rebounds. I'm going to play defense. I'm going to hustle. I'm, you know, he's doing all the intangibles, right? As opposed to, as opposed to, insisting that the offense be run through him, that the ball go down low. Yeah, now he is just a bench piece, which is it works. I was I was seeing a lot on the Lakers last night. They they won in Denver in overtime. In overtime, I guess if you look at the numbers, apparently the Lakers play better when. Alex Caruso is on the floor versus Rajon Rondo. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not surprised. I'm also. I'm also a going on ten years Rajon Rondo truther, overrated simply by being on that team with those guys early on in his career. The Celtics. Yeah, he's another guy who you know, like Dwight Howard. It's like, how are you not? How is your game not going to improve? significantly from day one. Like, yeah, at least now he's uh, has the ability to make a jump shot. Sure. To take an open three. But, I mean, for the most part, it's like, how do you exist in the league this long and you don't really adjust your game that much when you're a guy who can't shoot? Uh, we always talk about baseball and the guy I love, I, I'm an Omar Vizquel stan because he came in the league as just a defender. And by the end of his career... He he wasn't just a good hitter; he was a great hitter, and like you got to just show that development. I understand that you're good at one thing; you play defense, you're you know you get assists. But I've always been a, a Rondo truther. Besides being you know basically a rookie and a second year, third year guy on those on those Celtics teams, what's he really accomplished in the NBA? And people leave him open. Well, that's the thing. If you watch him play, I mean, guys have been doing it for years. 
he hasn't improved his jump shot. He's improved it in that he, he has the confidence to take it and make it occasionally. But still. But it's almost like maybe that's not even a good thing. Like, if I'm him, that's all I'm working on the offseason is learning how to shoot the and ball. All, and like I've said about LeBron and this Lakers, like, LeBron's got to be the one. Like, and if, and if LeBron's your one and you're only playing, LeBron's only off the floor like X amount of minutes, like, why would you have just, like, the purest, pure, non-shooting one to back him up? Yeah. Seems like the worst selection for a backup. I get that he's good on defense, and I get that they're you know they need to be great defensively. But I, I'm not a Rajon Rondo guy. And how how are you not an Alex Caruso guy? Oh, so put, lovable. I put Alex Caruso in the dunk contest with Pat too. Like, give me an all white dunk contest. I'm not saying I'm a white supremacist. I'm just saying at this point, we've now plateaued. It's almost like we need to literally lower the bar. It's like the dunk contest would just be white dudes. And now we can go back to like the 80s where just like dunking it, you know, just doing a, a 360 is like, holy shit, I can't believe you did that. Yeah. I am actually saying that the white guys can't dunk. That's why they, they should make the dunk contest interesting. I want to go back to Dwight Howard for a quick second because I did pop in the YouTube comments and I saw, because I've seen this everywhere. Is Dwight Howard a Hall of Famer? Sadly, yes. Hands down. No I mean, I question. I wouldn't say hands down, but sadly, I believe he is but it's not sadly he, he's he's one defensive player of the year enough his rebounds is his numbers stand for themselves Dwight Howard is a first ballot easy Hall of Famer I, I won't debate that how it, many times is he the defensive player of the year I bet at least twice Nick Nick you mind looking that up for us I, I bet at least twice and also do me a favor look up how many times Howard's been first team all NBA I bet you not that many times, especially at center. I bet you he's been first-team All-NBA at least five times. No way. First-team All-NBA five times. Really? And I think it was five years in a row, according to the YouTube comments. Uh, you'd be right. 2008 to 2012. Wow. How All many times? Defensive Player of the Year three times. Okay, so, like, come on. Like, like, think what you want about Dwight Howard. First time, first team NBA, but like he was dominant for that five year stretch. Three time Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, he, he he's a he's a Hall of Famer. No question. I, I said he was. No question. And I saw the probability. You know they do those metrics. It's like ninety nine point four percent. Right. That he's a Hall of Famer. Okay, let's move on to the three point contest, Prano. We do have one last-minute change, which I hate to see because he's been playing so well. He got injured last night, Damian Lillard. So Lillard is out, and Devin Booker is in. And Lillard's in. out of the All-Star game as well. Correct. And Devin Booker is in for the three-point contest. So the three-point contest, we have Davis Burtons, Booker, Devontae Graham, the defending champ Joe Harris from Brooklyn, Buddy Heald, Zach Levine, which is interesting, former slam dunk contest winner, Duncan Robinson and Trey Young. I like this. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good group. Uh, Joe Harris was fun last year. Trey Young will be a nice addition. I like I, him. I, did he shoot last year? I don't know if he did, but probably not. I was blacked out. Um, I like Buddy Heald. Yeah, I like Buddy Heald too. Buddy Heald, nice, uh, has has turned it around a little bit. Yeah, I like the three point contest. Now, Nick, you said there's been some changes to the three point contest. There's some sort of long range shot. 
Yeah, I'm not sure the exact distance, but I think you're going to get three or four long range. I think it's past like 35 feet or something like that. Well, here's what it is. You got it up. So, yeah, I have it right here on the screen. So they're going to have like some additional green balls is what they're going to be. They're going to be okay. worth three points each. So each, so it says the two locations positioned equidistant between the traditional racks at the top of the three-point arc and the adjacent wing rack. Okay. Each of these two ball pedestals in the Mountain Dew zone is located six feet behind the three-point line and holds one special green three ball. Again, worth three points. So it's six feet and back. Got it. Good crossover advertising. And this is... This is like an optional thing? No. This no. is part of the three-point contest. Got it. Do they extend the time? They must have. You could take like four more shots or something like that? Well, you only get two more shots. There's only okay. two of those. Got it. So there used to be 25 shots. Now there's 27. The amount of time in the round has increased, good question, from 60 seconds to 70 seconds. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I like it too. So quick little plug. I, I might as well do it. Nick had this idea, a little pillow talk last night in the Smut Studio. As I'm dozing off, Nick says to me, why don't we hold a dirty sports three-point competition Friday? Wow. Sorry, Joe. I know you're out of this one due to injury. Well, look, I could I could shoot on one leg. So I might need like some sort of time uh, advantage to get from rack to rack. But So Nick recommended we shoot. Our own three-point contest. We film it on the Venice Beach courts Friday. That way we have it available, you know, Saturday when the three-point competition actually happens. And uh, myself, if you want to attempt, obviously you're more than welcome, Nick. And also Twerks, who I still believe has never shot a basketball. (laughs) There's no visual evidence that Aaron has ever shot a basketball. And then we had to debate, are we going to shoot it from NBA or from college I, I recommended college. Yeah, that's... I mean, be, you want more makes. And that's what I said. Yeah. I said it, it could get really ugly. But you could go with the two-ball rack at the NBA distance. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know, we get three points for an NBA three, maybe. Or maybe we push it back six feet behind the line. I'm game. So what I was thinking was, what did we discuss last night? So we're going to do... I think we just... Do it exactly like the All-Star game is doing it. I love that you're going to do that with one basketball. Yeah. The power of editing is what's going to happen here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, well, I don't want to take 25 shots or 27 shots. What if we do three from each location instead of five? It's 15. There you go. And and then the two-ball wing racks. 17 I like that. I'm going to have to go full Dirk. Just one-legged. Are you really going to try to do this? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll go don't, out. Maybe I'll go out today and just see how I feel shooting a basketball. Don't re-injure yourself. I'm not going to re-injure myself. I already, I've already almost re-injured myself multiple times. I stubbed my toe here the other day, and I fell on my fucking, fell on my bad leg. I fell down in my apartment last night coming coming back from the bathroom. It's it's a it's a sad scene out there. Well, I'll say this much about our three point competition. But also, it's 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 very low risk, high reward. Low risk. I mean, I guess there's medium risk of re-injuring myself, but like I'm not gonna shoot well on one foot. But if I do beat you guys, shame. You should never be allowed on the basketball court again. Well, I'm giving Aaron no shot. 
I think I think it could be a close battle. I actually I assume it'll be a close battle between Nick and I. I'm projecting Aaron has one of those awful line drive jump shots. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where he just shoots it in. I'm like I'm giving Aaron zero chance of beating us, to be honest. I'd be shocked if he came in first or second. So I'm putting that out there, Maharis. Kind of piggybacking off of Joe's white man dunk contest idea. How about like a big man three-point contest? Let's get like Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan out there shooting threes. How fun would this be? I like it. I like it. But now it's got to be like big men who are are bad at shooting, right? Because Of course. Because you you got like like Jokic, who's obviously... Yeah, Perzingis. Andre Drummond. Yeah. So yeah, Drummond, I'm thinking. DeAndre Jordan. Obviously, Dwight. Dwight's actually made a few threes this year, hasn't he? Yeah, I think he's taken and made a couple. I think he has. Which is amazing. Goes 15 years without shooting a jump shot. Now, Joe, when we are calling the Slam Dunk and three-point contest, Mm -hmm. what delicious beverage will everyone be drinking as we sit with our good friends enjoying some NBA action? The same thing I drank for NBA All-Star Weekend last year. The same thing I drank for NBA All-Star Weekend the week before. The same thing that I have drank for NBA All-Star Weekend since I turned the ripe age of 21. Miller Lite. Ah, so refreshing. The original light beer. That's right. Tastes different because it's brewed different. Miller time. Love it. The original social media. Guys, next time you're hanging out with friends, why not embrace the conversation with some cold, crisp Miller Lights. Get your friends together. Get a couple Miller Lights. Watch the NBA All-Star Game. Watch us watch the NBA All-Star Game. Connect on a human level. Get off those phones. Get off the phones. Put the phones down. Put us up on one screen. Hopefully you have two screens just like we do here at the Smut Studio. Put us on one screen. Put the three-point contest on another screen. Put a Miller Lite in your hand. And then put your friend's hand in your other hand. Hold hands and connect. Feel human contact as you guys share a Miller Lite. That's right. When there's a great-tasting 96-calorie Miller Lite, friends should always come before followers. Here's to the original light beer. Here's to the original social media. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Even Mahars could drink that. That's right. God, I love, I mean, just like I'm salivating. I just thinking about two days from now when I can have a crisp American Pilsner watching the NBA All-Star Skills Challenge three-point contest. Oh, man feel young again yeah that's right joe i'm excited too and and hopefully uh we get some dirt balls to engage with us and 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 i always like that in the youtube comments when we go live to me that's one of the, the best parts is hearing from everybody but again subscribe to us on youtube that way you get those alerts okay let's talk a little football it's a little football okay. news nfl we'll run through a quick few stories uh, the first big story, Miles Garrett has been reinstated. He was suspended the last Boo. You don't like this? No. Why? Because he took somebody's helmet off and tried to whack-a-mole them. Like, he committed a actual crime on a football field. Six games? Is that, 
Tom Brady got four games for deflating footballs. Miles Garrett got six games for attempted murder. What do you want? Well, how many games did he miss to finish last year? Six. So he's done. So he's back week one. Yeah. Bullshit. You got to miss. I, I, I need you missing three games this season. You want nine. I, I want the, the idea. So here's the thing. The number doesn't really matter to me as much as the idea of you're, you're suspended indefinitely for the rest of this season. Okay. So that I don't care if it was week one, week two, week eight, week fifteen, you're suspended indefinitely for the rest of the season that you did this crime in. Three games to start the next year seems reasonable. Yeah, I don't. I'll be honest. I don't really have a hot take on. It's this. not really a hot take. You tried to murder somebody no, on no, a football field. No, I know, but I'm saying like I don't really have a stance to be honest. Yeah, and I know that's lame. But I don't. I, I don't know if he should be suspended more, if he served his time. I agree with you. I just think it's got to extend into the season. I, I didn't realize that he had missed six games. I saw that it was a six-game suspension. But I didn't realize that he missed the, follow, the, the final six games. But again, if it had been three games at the end of last year, I want three games this year. If it had been four games, I want three games this year. I need this to, to be a two. I need this to be a suspension into next year. I just need it to be. You tried to murder somebody. Yeah. I mean, let's not forget if if if, if that hits we're talking about the brain. Our, yeah, if it hits them clean. Forget the brain. How about the spine? But that's what I'm saying. Like if that helmet to head connection is maybe a little different, he could be a vegetable. Yeah. Like we like we don't know what happens to Mason Rudolph's health. And he I, and, certainly he certainly wasn't not trying to, you know, seriously injure him. And and obviously there was that, the story that came out later was that he was claiming Rudolph had dropped a racial slur on him. Which I, no one has supported. Which, exactly. No one on his team, no one on the Steelers, no NFL audio, nothing. So now he's an attempted murderer and a liar. Yeah, it's not good. Okay, you know what? I, I see your point. Throw him a few more games. I, by the way, NFL, savage game. Uh, people out there willingly getting CTE. I understand it. But to me, it's like, again, this is the same thing as when we talked about the Astros. This is the same thing we talked about. Like, you need to try to prevent this from happening in the future. Correct. This isn't about punishing him for what he did or didn't do. This is about setting a precedent that if you take a weapon, and we already have a violent problem in the NFL where like CTE is happening, blah, blah, blah. Kids are going to want to play this. If you take a weapon and you try to hurt somebody, you're, you're going to get a severe penalty. I mean, we're now, what, what's going on with fucking Vontez? Ber Isn't Vontez perfect? Like suspended indefinitely as well. I think. And that was on the field. Yeah. I guess both were on the field, of course. Yeah. It's, it's pretty tough when you look at it. And again, Using this as a weapon that could cause serious harm. Basically, a defenseless human That's the game. other thing. It was the guy's helmet who he fucking... Like, the guy wasn't wearing a helmet. Yeah. If, if, if Rudolph had had a helmet on, it's not that much better, but it's the, the chance of injury is significantly less. Yeah. If, he, if, some, if he had some other player's helmet and he's swinging it, Helmet on helmet, 
happens all the time. But to take a helmet and to hit a guy without a helmet, it's like, dude, what do you do? You may as well have gone over to the sideline and hit somebody. You may as well have hit a coach. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I, I think what would maybe be fair is the last six games, if we're going down this route, the last six games, which he already did, and then why not a quarter of the season? Why not the first four games? To me, that's ten games, a quarter of the season. That's probably fair. Again, there's no rhyme or reason how the NFL does punishments, and they don't have precedents, or if they do, they disregard them. Yeah. And it, it just creates a debacle. I just would love to hear from somebody that isn't a Cleveland Browns fan tell me that, like, no, it's fine. He serves time. Like, wh- like who's saying that? What kind of person saying, like, yeah, in, in this situation, let's, let's err on the side of less games? Just to me, it's got to go into next season. It's yeah. got to. Yeah. Well, in other cases, if only again, if only one game, even it's I need 2020 season Cleveland Browns first game. And the announcers have to say, and of course, Miles Garrett not playing today because of this incident last year. Yeah. Just needs you just need to remind people of it. Sure. I mean. Again, I'd love to hear what exactly the NFL, like the, like their reasoning. And obviously, he's a huge member of that team. He, I'm looking oh, right now. Yeah. He had 10 sacks. He's the best player on their defense. He had 10 sacks before he was suspended. I mean, they, 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 the Browns organization is almost built around him in, in some sense couple years ago top pick they're going defense first obviously they tried to get more explosive on offense this year you got baker mayfield and and all that now but like the browns the browns need their defense to be good yeah if they want to win i agree let's talk about baker for a minute let's do a little dirty sports gossip baker's in the news because of uh and, and I feel like we normally don't cover this stuff because whatever, like dudes got side pieces. But this one was just funny to me. See, I I wasn't even aware. I'm still not aware. You'll have to tell me. Is does Baker Mayfield have some longtime girlfriend? He's married. Okay, married. Aha, uh-huh. got it. Why is Baker Mayfield married? <laughs> let's let's start there. Why is Baker Mayfield married? I don't get it, man. These 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 young kids. How long, when did Baker Mayfield get married? How old is he? He got married in the last year. Okay. He's basically Bilbo's age. Yeah. Can you, can you imagine Bilbo married? No. It's it's kind of wild because, you know, you don't even think of Baker Mayfield as an especially mature guy. You think? I, yeah. If anything, you would think of him as one of the most immature players in the NFL. But, but I'm, I'm glad what you're doing. Before we even get into the story, I, I, I like what you're doing. You're looking at the big picture. And the big picture is, why are you married? Yeah. I mean, he's probably, look up his age. Now. There should be a rule. If you have run from the police in the last 18 months, you're not allowed to get married. Yeah. Or, you're not ready for it. Or even, I think from a financial standpoint. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, runaway bride. <laughs> he's 24. He's 24. Yeah. And, and you're going to be 24 this year? In June. 
I mean, we're talking about a guy who woke up. I woke up today. He was sleeping on my floor. So, like, I'm going to put you guys in the same sphere. Why were you sleeping on the floor, by the way? Oh, I got a little uncomfortable on the couch last night. You also sent me a strong. picture of Nick sleeping on the couch last night. And he was sleeping mid-couch. Yeah. To over to over, why weren't you sleeping? Why didn't you use the whole couch to sleep? Yesterday, yeah, yesterday. I don't know. I once you get into a comfortable position on the couch, and you, it's it's hard to it's hard to move from that. You know, you know. Once you find that perfect, how did spot, you, you find the move. perfect spot? Was halfway down the couch with your legs hanging over the the, the <laughs> side. How is that you, a you test never position? Know. You just never know when that that little comfort. <laughs> Is gonna hit you, and then once you hit that comfort bubble, it's just like. You can't but to go back to the original point, you're clearly not ready to be married. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. And you, and your girlfriend was just in town, and you guys obviously had a great few days together, and you've been together a few years. But yeah, Baker is married, so now this this girl comes out of the woodworks. Now this girl is, I mean, it's it, it's wild. Her name's Casey Dingus. I mean, it's it's. Yeah. It sounds again. This is his alleged yeah. mitch, mistress. Alleged wasn't wasn't she the teacher on like Boy Meets World, M- Mrs. Dingus or something like that? She, she by the way, she's a she's a what do you call these people? Clout chasers. Okay, is that what we call them? I I mean I don't I, you start the story, but it so, certainly sounds like it. So the the story goes as this: she claimed she had an affair with Baker Mayfield. Okay. She went on a Cleveland radio show. Like they let her explain the whole story, which. Not much going on in Cleveland to bring this woman right. on your radio show. They're like, is there a homeless guy who can sing opera? No, let's get <laughs> let's get a girl who blew Baker Mayfield behind a fucking cheesecake factory. And that's the story: is that she told the radio show that she gave him oral behind a cheesecake factory in Westlake, Ohio, in his SUV. I mean, it's a pretty quick story. This is kind of what happened. She went to a preseason game, wore a Baker Mayfield shirt, chugged a beer, and uh, sent him the video of it. Via Twitter, he followed her on Snapchat via his burner account. Yeah, and uh, God, this is such a millennial story. Such a millennial story. So then they went to Cheesecake Factory. So they texted, they connected, they exchanged pics, they connected. She walks. This is what she says, according to her. She walked into his SUV, opened the door. Uh, he's sitting there. They go in. They have some small talk. She gives him oral. Then they never meet meet each other again. But she claims he offered to pay her gas to meet him again. Wow. Which is an interesting move. That is a fucking scumbag move. I'll pay your gas? (laughs) You got to drive yourself. I'm not not paying no Uber here in Bat. Drive yourself. I'll pay your gas. By the way, regular gas. I don't know what you're driving, but none of this premium upcharge. Don't show up in your fucking luxury vehicle. I'm not paying for no... 91. And apparently she showed the radio show some dick pics from Baker that were Oof. allegedly his. Now, now here's my thing on that. Unless unless the penis had like a headband wrapped around it. Yeah, hard, hard to tell. How do we know if it's Baker or if, unless he's in the photo? And then another woman called in. Well, uh, apparently he has Hulu is live sports manscaped into his... Uh pubis area oh okay that makes sense well then another woman called into the show and claims that back in december of 2018 (laughs) she's like i gave him a hand job outside of sonic (laughs) you're actually pretty close she claimed that she hooked up with him uh same area in westlake in a parking lot uh, outside the mall 
What is Baker Mayfield's deal? Dude, you're the number one overall pick. You're a millionaire. Get a hotel room. Honestly, keep a like keep a a man pad. Why doesn't this guy have like a fucking what what do like what do like doorman building studio apartments in Cleveland cost? Yeah, good point. Twelve hundred dollars a month? I know. It's a burner house. Yeah. You got exactly. a burner Snapchat. Exactly. Just get a burner house. Exactly. Get a fucking studio apartment in a nice building. When your friends come to town, you throw them there. When your side pieces are in town, throw them there. You're 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 the number one overall pick. You're a famous quarterback. You have twenty commercials. You're just sitting in your SUV with a headband on outside a fucking jack in the box, getting jacked in your box. Like what are we talking about? Yeah. What are we talking about here? This is why he's not a franchise quarterback. My franchise quarterback's not getting blowjobs behind an Applebee's. I just can't take the guy seriously. He doesn't have a little studio for his side piece. Yeah. He's getting head in a Go Range Rover. Go through your proge- pro- progressions here. Drop back and you're thinking, is it Applebee's? Is it Cheesecake Factory? Well, I mean, yeah, Baker Mayfield. This he's kind of a bad decision machine at this point. Well, and that's what I'm going to say again. Let's look at bigger picture. If you're making these decisions in your personal life, I I am gonna I might go full cowherd here. Is this a cowherd assessment? Are you going to make bad decisions in the football field? I'm just saying, like, like it's just reckless. Exactly. His game is reckless. His life is reckless. Yeah. He's reckless. Yeah. He's not dangerous. No. He's reckless. Yeah. Look, I, I'm not trying I'm f- to. I'm feeling dangerous today. Yeah. No shit. You just let a girl finger your butthole outside of fucking Applebee's. You, it is pretty dangerous. And, and, and if you look, we're not sitting here trying to cast moral judgment. We're not doing that. We're just saying these decisions. Just be rich, dude. Like, yeah. what is your problem? And and it all starts with what you said at the beginning of this conversation, bro. You're 24. You're the number one overall pick. You're worth millions of dollars. You have a billion commercials. Derek Jeter. Why are you getting uh, married? Again, you know, I'm not a Derek Jeter fan, but Derek Jeter, driver, gift basket, non-disclosure agreement. Very smart. Right? Derek that's, Jeter. That's, that's what a mature yes. millionaire. Yes. That's how they handle their business. Yes. And and if you look at Derek Jeter, again, not a Derek Jeter slurper, but there's you there you can't criticize Derek Jeter's ability to come up in big spots, to be clutch, to stay within himself, to rise to the occasion. That because he's he's approaching this from a mature level. He's got a driver taking you home, giving you a gift basket, making you sign a form saying you're never going to talk about this again. Yeah. Smart guy. Why is not and that is my question. Baker Mayfield's fucking ass up behind a Chipotle? <laughs> Extra guacamole. Yeah. Why are more athletes not using non-disclosure agreements? Why? Because they're stupid. When you make money and when you get money. Now, you and I have watched a lot of Shark Tank. Yeah. We watched a lot. I was watching Shark Tank again last night. They did. They had Float Lab on Shark Tank last night. No. Float Lab is in Venice and in Westwood. They had some knockoff. Do not. Well, that, those, those guys got a big deal. Got okay. A big deal. So maybe Crash should go on, yeah. on Shark Tank. 
Good luck with that. No, but Joe, we watched a lot of Shark Tank, and the reason I'm bringing that up is you see these guys, you see how smart they are, and they're entrepreneurs, and they've all made billions of dollars because they're business savvy. And well, they, uh, whenever you watch Shark Tank, and again, I made you watch like five episodes, they're, they're always looking at the long game. Exactly. It's not like, can this make money now? And like they're they're always making their investment based on yeah okay I could I could double my money but the work that I'm gonna have to do here you want one hundred fifty thousand dollars think about the work I'm gonna have to do to get three hundred thousand back that's not what I'm in it for they're always looking at if this is gonna take my time and my money what is my long term you know reward gonna be Baker Mayfield very short term thinking and that's my point. I'm gonna get a hand job outside of fucking Cheesecake Applebee's factory? like yeah. Bro, what's the long-term risk-reward? Very low reward. Very high risk. Exactly. And that's my point is you make money. You watch Shark Tank. Surround yourself with people who are going to help you make good decisions. I, haven't I always said every basically N- NBA, NFL, MLB player needs like a turtle? Some guy who's going to drive you places. No more DUIs. Like, dude, if I'm Baker Mayfield's dude, I'm like, where, where are we going today, boss? He's like, we're going to Chipotle, and then you're going to have to get out. You're going to go get us some burritos while I, while I get a fucking hand job. I'm going to be like, boss, this ain't what we're doing today, dog. Yeah. I'll drop you off at a hotel. I'll go get us Chipotle. I'll pick her up. I'll bring her there. Well, well you I'll know, put they, a little fear of God in her. You know what they talk about? They say, oh, you need a, you know, they talk about a yes man, right, Joe? That's saying you need a yes man. You know what you need? You know what these athletes need and these celebrities, whoever they are, musicians, entertainers? You need a common sense man. You need that guy in your crew or that friend you knew growing up who's like, no, man, this doesn't make sense. I'm your common sense guy. Baker, you. Yeah, the, the first thing, the common sense guy is you are 24. You are best known for two things. One, winning the Heisman Trophy. Two, running away from the police literally six months ago. You're not ready to get married, dog. You're not ready. Yeah. You're not ready. Exactly. You know where he went wrong in this whole thing? Where? He blocked her on Twitter. Oh. That's what, ah. that's what blew all this that's up. What, that's what sent her. Yeah. Got, he, she got the block, and then she immediately tweeted, Oh, boy, I got some, some tea to spill now. You don't block people on Twitter who have dirt on you. Do we think this girl is telling the truth? Sure. Why not? seems like a weird story to create yeah also she's sending pics she has pics of their snaps all that whatever there's also multiple people who are claiming similar stories i think this happened it, it really is a bad move man it, but, but but here's the thing it's a bad move but it's also it makes me laugh so hard like it's 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 so baker mayfield it's such a bad move that it turns into like you kind of enjoy it because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, it, and it's just so on brand for Mayfield. Again, this is the, this is the sexual equivalent of dropping back, having a rush come, spinning blindside, <laughs> get another defender being there, shucking one up for grabs. Yeah, and let's not forget, we all watched Hard Knocks. If I recall, you have this amazingly state of the art trailer. Yeah, where? Why are you not using this trailer? That should be for his side pieces. He's got this deluxe trailer with multiple bedrooms, a full kitchen, a shower. Baker. But you're also a millionaire. Why do you not have a side piece shack? Yeah. 
I have a smut shack where I have a 23 year old sleeping on my floor. You can afford yeah. a side shack. All right. Or just don't, or again, or just don't get married at 24 and then cheat on your wife. Yeah. Basically, just, just bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. Yeah. I agree. Baker Mayfield needs to fix his life. Yeah. All right, from one quarterback to another quarterback who's trying to fix their life, Jameis Winston got LASIK eye surgery. I love how this became a thing, and some people are trying to use the excuse that he throws interceptions because he couldn't see. It can't. Look, you, everybody knows I'm the world. I'm the number one Jameis hater. I, I have called him Jamarcus Winston. I think Jameis Winston is, a like, like Baker Mayfield, a bad decision machine. Yeah. But this can't hurt. He clearly has vision problems. There's a million pictures of him squinting. Going back to college. Yeah. I mean, I think the next time he walks into a fucking Publix, he's going to be like, oh, shit. Look at that. His crab legs are $8.99 a pound. I didn't even see that last time I was in here. I thought it was just a fucking take him if you want him raw bar. Uh, he clearly has vision problems. This can't hurt. Yeah. Can't hurt. So good for Jameis Winston. I saw a quote from Bruce Arians saying that Jameis Winston couldn't read the scoreboard. Yeah, remarkable. But, like, how did this happen so Like, how did this last so long? Again, yeah, we saw evidence of this at Florida State. He just completed his fifth year. They said that he often wore goggles in practice. I saw that as well. But he, he wouldn't wear them for games. Yeah. That's just dumb. Especially when you're a guy who's throwing 30 picks a year. Yeah. Your eyes are important. Like, that's top of the list. Yeah. I mean, this is almost as reckless as Baker Mayfield. That, and he also had knee, knee surgery, correct? That's, I, what I re- that's what I read as well. I didn't see that. Yeah. Knee surgery and eye surgery in one offseason. Now, you just had the knee surgery. Yeah. I think he had, like, a meniscus thing. I don't think he had this kind of knee surgery. I'm yeah. sure he's, like, walking around right now. And I also want to bring up in the last quarter, over under twenty five picks for Jameis next year. I'm gonna go under. I think he improves. He's he has not improved yet. You but, know that. But he's throwing fa- more and more picks every year. But the fact that we're setting it at twenty five is pretty wild. Twenty two. Ooh, that's a good number. Picking half a game. Picking half a game is twenty four. It's a good number. Also, that means we're banking that Jameis is going to start 16 games. Somewhere. On a team. Yeah. Like, if Jameis is on the Raiders, I'm pounding. You, lo- you love this. Yeah. But I'm, but I'm also, but if Jameis is on the Raiders, I'm pounding the over unless it's 25. You love Jameis on the Raiders, though. Oh, it just, it just fits, yeah. right? Look at all the guys who they've had that are, like, Jameis-esque. Yeah. And and the Davis family is known for being like, let's just throw it long every time. Yeah. I don't know if Gruden's that guy, but. I read a quote. I saw a quote today that was saying Gruden, and that's part of his problem with Derek Carr. They say Gruden cares so much about the quarterback position, as we obviously know. He doesn't want a quarterback unless he thinks they can be MVP. Like, that's the bar. Derek Carr got MVP votes. A couple years ago. But what I, from what I've read, Gruden just doesn't think Derek Carr can be right. an MVP. Or an MVP caliber. 
So then the question is, does John Gruden think Jameis Winston can? Because there are people out there who say that. There are a lot of people out there who say if he cuts down on the turnovers, you know, he threw for the most yards this year. He's thrown for the seventh most, seventh most yards since he entered the league five years ago, and that's fine. But again, it, it is putting putting numbers kind of in a box, and we're cherry picking because the intercept. It's not just the interceptions for Jameis; it's also the fumbles. Yeah, and the sacks. And just the turnovers. And also, as I've said on this show, it's becoming one of my signature go-to phrases. You don't want your quarterback leading the league in passing yards. Yeah. You don't want it. So the Bengals are trying to work out a trade with Andy Dalton. Where does Andy Dalton go? On the quarterback carousel. That's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking. Andy Dalton to the Chargers? Oh, my God. You have season tickets to Andy Dalton? If that happens. Do you know where I want Andy Dalton to go? What? Here's where I want Andy Dalton to go. This is what I I will actually root for them to win it all if he goes there. I want Andy Dalton to the Patriots for the Super Bowl. And just literally he fucking ginger hair lights Tom Brady's legacy on fire. I was saying that he, ta- he takes Tom Brady's legacy and he is gasoline and it he just he literally lights it on fire and he puts it out by pissing on it. That would destroy. I mean, we're talking about a guy who is zero five in the playoffs. And Andy Dalton's playoff numbers are—they're not just bad; they are atrociously bad. If you look at Andy Dalton's numbers in primetime games, awful. If Andy Dalton had success, let alone win a Super Bowl, dude, the whole conversation of Brady would just be completely changed. Yeah, I know. Tom, Andy Dalton. Here's something I truly believe. I truly believe Bill Belichick wants to do something like this. I believe Bill Belichick wants to prove that it's been him all along. Really? And I think Kraft is trying to fight Belichick on that. I think Kraft is trying to... I think the Brady back to the Patriots thing is going to be a bit of... We might get another one of those stories about the power struggle in New England because I think Kraft will try to bring Brady back and he'll try to offer him more money than he's gotten previously because he's been taking team-friendly deals. And Belichick won't like that. I don't think Belichick wants to pay him what he's going to want to get for these twilight years. And I think Kraft is trying to keep this facade that he has had the best quarterback and the best coach. And like I think Kraft knows that that has the ability to make the Patriots money indefinitely. Historically, their legacy will still be bountiful for him. Yeah, I think you're right. I can totally see that. And, and Bill Belichick is such a competitor. And, and we all know at this point, right, he wanted to keep Jimmy G because Bill Belichick does see long-term. Yeah. He's always playing the long game. Sean Merriman talked about that so brilliantly last time he came on. As far as the Patriot way and how they model their franchise, they're always thinking long-term, whether it comes to ways to get advantages through cheating or whatever it is. And I think Tom Brady has known all along. I, first of all, I don't want to say Tom Brady is Andy Dalton. I don't, I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. I think that You can't, again— as much as I argue about you know Tom Brady being propped up by the Patriots, it's still you can't argue 
what he has accomplished. No one has accomplished more than Tom Brady. Fact. So it is what it is. But I think Brady is very aware of it as well, which is why Brady has taken the team-friendly deals forever. Yeah. It, if Tom, I think Tom Brady is well aware that if he demanded to be the highest-paid quarterback, that he would have been gone. That, that Belichick's like, that ain't going to work. This is how we build, we build winners by being like a complete team. And we're going to see how hard or easy that is when you have a guy who's a, absolutely the best quarterback in the NFL right now, Patrick Mahomes, what kind of deal he demands. And then what kind of team the Chiefs are able to put around him because that's going to get interesting. But, yes, for what I want is Andy Dalton to the Patriots. Give me Andy Dalton, Patriots starter. Now, we've we've discussed this in the past. Or give me Andy Dalton, uh, Dallas Cowboys starter, and let that go. We discussed this in the past. The Ringer did a great article a few months ago, and you guys should Google and look it up, about Andy Dalton. And what I liked about the article was that it highlights when he has weapons around him, like the year he got hurt and they ended up losing in the playoffs Mm -hmm. to the Steelers when A.J. McCarron was playing. Andy Dalton was an he he legitimately up to week thirteen was an MVP contention, and they were stacked right. They were stacked offensively and defensively, and that was that was the thing about that team is that they were really really good, and Andy Dalton wasn't fucking it up, and he was playing really really good, and then he got injured, and now the last few seasons they haven't had the weapons that they had early on in his career. So the argument that basically the article was making was that. If you give Andy Dalton weapons, he can perform. Now, he also choked away in, in a lot of those playoff games. All of them, I should say. That's where it is interesting. If you gave him weapons, I just don't know. If you look at the free agents, right, you have Phillip Rivers. You're going to have Tom Brady. Possibly Drew Brees. Jameis Winston. Where does Andy Dalton fall in this line? I think Andy Dalton's better than a lot of people want to give him credit for because he's sort of become a punchline. But at the same time, I don't think Andy Dalton is um, playing or like, I don't think he is bringing success to your team that is more than what they are, more than the talent provides. It's just like you said, Andy Dalton's good with weapons. When Andy Dalton doesn't have weapons, Andy Dalton has become a punchline. Me- and, and and this goes back to the conversation. You know, you talk about Sh- Sean Merriman, Philip Rivers being a free agent. Obviously, my boy Eli Manning. I just saw some Lawrence Tynes, former Giants kicker, tweeted, and he was like, "Do you think if Rivers had been a Giant this whole time, he has a Super Bowl?" And then he said. And he's like one of the world's biggest Eli Manning slippers. I 100% think yes. And a lot of people were underneath it going like, show me the teams that Eli Manning had that had, like we talked about when we did the breakdown, the weapons that Phillip Rivers had throughout his career. The defenses that Phillip Rivers had throughout his career. So the idea, when you talk about Andy Dalton, he was really good when they were stacked. He was really, But like, isn't that what great quarterbacks that can – Take guys you've never heard of and make them into fucking superstars. Drew Brees, like we were just talking about this a couple weeks ago. Michael Thomas, we didn't even remember him at Ohio State. You and I literally had no recollection of his Ohio State days. Drew Brees has turned him into a record-breaking wide receiver. Now, I'm not saying Michael Thomas isn't 
ridiculously talented. He obviously is. But he is has Drew Brees to feed him the football, yeah. and now he is setting receiving, receiving records. Yeah. When well, did Andy Dalton do that for A.J. Green? What do you think about, and I saw this, a Ryan, Han- Ryan Tannehill comparison with Andy Dalton. I actually don't like it because I think Andy Dalton's more turnover prone. I mean, uh, comparing yeah. Ryan Tannehill's year. Sure. How great Tannehill played this year. But I think that's, I think the, the comparison is that's where Andy Dalton would be successful in a team with some ridiculous running game with a great defense where his only job is to manage the game. Yeah. Where, like, I think you'd rather, if, if you're looking at Andy Dalton and you're looking at a team and you're a team that's wanting to sign Andy Dalton, I think your question is, are we more likely to throw the ball 35 times in a playoff game or nine times in a playoff game? If you're more likely to throw it nine times, I think you get Andy Dalton. If you're more likely to throw it 35 times, I don't think you do. That being said, you know, everybody's on the Phillip Rivers train. Everybody's on, like, the quarterback carousel that's out there. Age, money, all things being considered, Andy Dalton's not that far down the list of a guy I'd want if my team was set up to win now. Again, though, the biggest concern you'd have to have is... I, like I for playoffs. Exa- for example, the Colts. I don't think I don't think you're better off paying Philip Rivers the money that he's gonna demand versus paying Andy Dalton the money he's going to demand if you're the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. I'm excited. I think Andy Dalton can be two games better than Jacoby Brissett with that Colts team. And the difference between nine and seven and seven nine is everything in the NFL. I don't think they win more games, the Colts team last year, with Andy Dalton. I think they do. I just don't. Because, again, we're, we're talking about a guy who, like, like you said, with the right piece around him, for 13 weeks he was an MVP candidate. We're not talking about a guy who's never had a winning season, who's won. I agree, but we're, we're also talking about a Colts team that was decimated and didn't have a lot of their top skilled players for a lot of those games. Which, again, is the knock on Andy Dalton. Look how he did this year. He got benched. No A.J. Green. You know, I don't know. We'll see. But let's move on to some baseball. There's a lot of baseball news this week. We're going to start off with this new playoffs format. I, I just don't understand it. Joe. I'm going to let you go because I, my, my thoughts on this are pretty brief. I just don't understand it. I, I, I don't... With, with all the things, I'm going to preface it with this, and we're going to discuss more of the Astros stuff, and some of you who might be getting sick of it, I don't care. More keeps leaking about the Astros, and I'm, I'm just disgusted. We're a sports show. How are we not talking about the ongoing story of a team, you know, cheating, like, ru- essentially ruining baseball? Let's, yeah. Yeah. Well, well I, I got a subtle comment from Bilbo over there. That's kind of I'm, I'm in a way taking a dig at him because he was like more Astros the other day and I was like dude well the, the stories keep coming out the Beltran yeah. thing whatever let's go with the with the playoffs let's start there Rob Manfred proposed a new Rob Manfred fucking sucks so Major League Baseball is considering adding up to 14 teams for playoffs 30 teams in baseball yeah so this is how it would work 
dum 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 so fucking stupid baseball's playoffs are already fucking have too many teams we're we're doing a one game wild card playoff game so unfair so stupid so this is what would happen you'd have the three division winners from each league they used to play 13 game world series i know because baseball is any literally anybody could win any game yeah so you'd have your three division winners and then you'd have four wild card teams so that would be the seven from each league and this is how it worked and and this is a proposal for 2022 would be the start date the best team in each league would receive a bye into the division series stupid the two remaining division winners and the wild card team with the best record follow along i know it's confusing the two remaining division winners and the wild card team with the best record of the four would each host all games of a best of three series in the opening rounds and this is where it gets even more complicated. Once the team clinches and the regular season ends, this is where the plan just gets crazy. The division winner with the second best record would select its wild card opponent from the three wild card winners not hosting a series. The division winner. If you're a wild card team, you do not get to host a series. Fucking stupid. Wanna, you want to be a home team in a series? Win your fucking division. Well, no, this is saying the division... I understand. I'm saying one wildcard team would get to host a series. No. For that reason, I'm out. You're right. So the division winner with the second worst record then chooses its opponent from the remaining two wildcards. And like Joe just said, the final matchup means the wildcard winner with the best record goes against the last team not chosen. Here's the other thing. The choose your team thing is so fucking dumb. If you know that you're going to have to beat everybody right let's say you're a team and you think you have a chance of winning the world series you think you have a legit shot you're a division winner right you have a legit shot wouldn't you try to get somebody that you might face in a next round out earlier isn't there some sort of strategy to go and like let's beat this team in three games as opposed to like next week when we would maybe have to play them in seven games and they've got a better shot to beat us. Look, Think about the Nationals last year. Two superstar stud pitchers. Tough to beat a team in a seven-game series when they have two aces. Way easier to beat them in three games. Do you, tack, do you try to get them out of that right out of the gate? Like, it's so... There's already too many teams in. Well, obviously, the reason they're doing this is for bigger TV deals. More money equals more revenue equals more games, blah, 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 blah. But it dilutes the product. That, that's what, We just talked about Shark Tank. We talked about long term. We talked about having foresight to see into the future. They think this is going to, according to them, Major League Baseball, this will engage more fans. I disagree. How about, hey, Major League Baseball, why don't you let people on social media show your fucking clips? You want young fans to know about baseball? Stop being dickheads. Maybe allow people to show fucking clips of Major League Baseball games on their Twitter, on, the, on their Instagram. It's Baseball has is in a fucking 
avalanche of bad ideas to try to get young people to care about a game. It's like, guys, stop trying to change the game to fit people today. Stick with what works. This is this is the fucking James Earl Jones speech in Field of Dreams. Through all of it, baseball, Ray, baseball. It just stick with what works. Yes, it's slow. Who cares? That's what people if you don't like baseball, you're not going to sell people on baseball. You're not you're not converting some 20 something to be a baseball fan. Yeah. Focus on the people that like baseball and make them Stick with it. Yeah. Instead of trying to bring in new people, how about punish the Astros so I don't take my second break from watching baseball in my life? The world's biggest baseball fan. I am on the verge of quitting baseball for a second time because they refuse to punish cheaters for the second time in my life. They've put up fucking nets so I can't see the... I'm finally at a point in my life where I myself, out of my wallet, can afford field-level seats and you've put up a fence in front of me. You're ruining the game for me and I'm the the embodiment of the only person who gives a shit about your sport. You're fucking stupid. Fire and kill Rob Manfred. Fuck Rob Manfred. The fucking commissioner's office in baseball. There should be no commissioner. Get the, the commissioner's office has been so bad for so long. I want it out. I want a group of people in charge. I want a board. I want the commissioner gone. The commissionership in baseball has been shitting in its own fucking pants for f- 35 years. Get rid of them. Well, I'll sum up this discussion before we move on to the Astros, which, by the way, is even more news. They're, they're the number one trend right now. I'll sum it up with a Trevor Bauer tweet, which I loved. Reds pitcher Trevor Bauer, once this news broke, tweeted, No idea who made this new playoff format proposal, but Rob Manfred is responsible for releasing it, so I'll direct this to you, Rob Manfred. Your proposal is absurd for too many reasons to type on Twitter and proves you have absolutely no clue about baseball. You're a joke. I'm going to follow Trevor Bauer. Yeah. Good for Trevor Bauer, right? Yeah. Good. I'm a fan. I'm following him. I you've love earned, this idea. You've earned a follow. You love what idea? The playoffs? The playoffs. Expand them. Make the regular season Horrific. mean more. You're playing 162 games in a season. Have more teams. And it's going to... It doesn't make the regular season mean more. It makes well, it mean, mean less. less. Well, no. It would mean more that more teams could get in. No, it makes it mean less. I yeah, because now you, don't, now you can be the 14th best team in baseball and make the playoffs. It makes more meaningful games. Down the stretch? No, it makes it less. It actually keeps doing the opposite. I disagree. <laughs> I think having more teams would incentivize teams to play better and then in, in, improve the product of baseball. But the there end. is no tanking in baseball. So that's the thing. So unlike every other sport, the idea that you get to the midway point in the season and you give up because you're not – they don't do that because – Draft picks essentially mean nothing. No certain, There's no sure things in drafting. So we don't have a tanking problem in baseball. We, Yes, it might. I, I mean, like, who is it incentivizing? Is it incentivizing the Marlins to try to sneak into the seven seed? I think it might incentivize people to make maybe trades at the deadline to improve their team. I think it just mixes things up a little bit. Obviously, baseball, like you said, like there's, there's a problem with young people – getting attached to it and then uh, like you're saying make baseball great for people who like baseball like eventually those people are going to go away right what people who like baseball yeah 
Well, I mean, the, the, the again, we've talked about it on the show. Baseball is losing fans because they're making it harder for fans. Parking's fucking dumb. Dumb expensive. Going to the game is dumb expensive. The the fandom, like the relationship with fandom is stupid at this point. The majority of baseball games I go to now, they have canceled batting practice or they're doing batting practice in a tunnel. There's a net up, so you can't go to – you need tickets to go to the fucking field level for batting practice. Like open it up and make it fun for kids. Make it fun for kids to go. Make it fun for parents to take their kids. Make it like – just and also keep baseball what it is. Stop trying to change the rules of baseball to attract on it. You're never going to compete with football. You're never going to compete with basketball. What you need to do is hang on to the people who love baseball for the game it is, which is you go, you enjoy a day at the ballpark, you get a hot dog, you watch batting practice, you do all this stuff. And and playoff baseball even more so like Trevor Bauer is 100% right. If you're going to make baseball worse for the players, that just seems dumb. These guys are already paying 162 baseball games a year. Now you're going to throw in teams that have no business being there. I just think it's stupid. I think it, if anything, I would reduce the number of teams, get rid of the second wild card team, have a why would a one game series ever determine anything in baseball get it out and play fucking series again i understand that they went to three divisions so there had to be a fourth team to make it even so i get it fine have one wild card team and if that wild card team goes on to win the world series great the idea of expanding it to three wild card teams it's horrible i couldn't agree more and if you look at the other sports... And we're talking about putting guys on second base and in uh, extra innings. All the rule changes that they're coming up with are just... This This is how the NFL handles kickoffs. Every try, time they try to fix it, they come up with a worse rule that actually makes it worse. Well, look, I, I want to say this real quick. If you look at the other sports, they're a lot more fan-friendly. They are. Just plain and simple. If you look at basketball, if you look at football what they've at least done with their fans. And you're right. It should be a whole experience. And, th again, there's just such short... It, this is what baseball is. Baseball's that company who... Cal, is it Calto? Kowtow, yeah. Kowtow. Did I say that correctly? Yeah. To that 1% vocal, woke Twitter crowd. Yeah. Right? It's, it's that 1% woke... Twitter crowd, or should I say wannabe woke Twitter crowd, who complains about something and a company does all these changes and they don't have the foresight to see long term, to see that, hey, the country's more than just the liberal East Coast and the liberal West Coast. There's a bunch of people sandwiched in between that. That's what baseball is doing. They're looking at the nets and they're not thinking like Joe's saying. They're not thinking about me as a kid when my dad used to take me to games and he'd say, hey, you want to go early? You want to go to batting practice to see your favorite Reds players and you can get up and close? They're, they're not— they're, they're putting up nets to protect people. Instead, what they should do is they should go out of their way to say, this area of the field is very dangerous. Don't sit there with kids. If you do, it's totally on you. But to make up for that, we're going to open the gates 20 minutes earlier. If you're 12 and under, you can walk down to the fucking the third base or the first base side. We're going to have two players every game— 
come out there, force them to sign autographs, force them to interact with kids. It's it's fucking horrific. I mean, let me just bring up his tweet again. Guys, we're, we're talking about a— We talked about last year, there was a—what was it? A free hot dog game at Dodger Stadium? It's like the middle of fucking August or something like that. Dollar hot dog. Sold out? Sold out. Sold out. It's not that hard, guys. It's real simple. If Fucking you, give away hot dogs. If you have Trevor Bauer, an all-star pitcher, this isn't some scrub, middle-of-the-game, specialty relief pitcher. You, you have an all-star caliber pitcher saying how bad this is, directly calling the commissioner of the sport he plays at a joke. This, this isn't a good system. And I'm sure he's one of many people. It's it's just a mess, and and like Joe said, with everything that's going on right now with the Houston Astros, and how baseball has completely mishandled this at a atrociously awful level, you're you're losing people. You're losing diehard baseball people like Joe. You're losing people like me who I I go to eight to ten baseball games a year. Why, why should I go? You, you tell me. This is what I asked Rob Manfred. Why should I go to Dodgers games this year or whatever city I'm in? Why should I go when you're not penalizing a team who literally cheated against the Dodgers, against the team of the city that I live in? Why should I go? I mean, they cheated against everybody. But that's what I'm saying, especially in the World Series. And the, the lack of accountability. I said this before the show, and I'll say it right now. The Do- excuse me. The Astros went from arguably one of the most lovable, likable teams. You said it last episode. I thought very eloquently how they built up their team through the system, and they fun went- guys. Yes, like like you know underdog stories in the Altuve's and the Bregmans, just based on size alone. Verlander. It made them likable. It made you want to root for them. It's a fun ballpark. I'm going to say this right now on record. The Astros now are my most hated team in baseball. Not, and it's not even close. But the other thing is, you're, the, the problem with the commissioner's office is they're letting the Astros players take all of this blame. And not that they don't deserve blame, but the press. They're, the, the, the story is still ongoing because they weren't punished enough. That's why the story is still ongoing. There's nothing for Altuve and Bregman and Verlander and all of these guys to say if they took the, if they take the World Series away. If they take the World Series away, if they had done it, now it's a shitty fucking response if they do it after the fact. But if they had done it from the beginning, if they had stripped them of the World Series, none of these guys have anything to say except... The commissioner's findings were what they were. You guys have all read them. We no longer have a World Series title to show for it. It is what it is. But these guys are answering these questions and will be answering these questions all through the season. And we'll be having guys throw at them all season. And we'll be the, it'll be the story all season because they're all still playing. They've not, no one's been punished. No one. The GM and the manager. Who gives a shit? The organization hasn't been punished. So they had their first statements today, the Astros, with spring training now starting. 
Bregman says, I am really sorry about the choices that were made by the team, by the organization, and by me. I have learned from this, and I hope to regain the trust of baseball fans. Sorry. No. Like. But Bregman and Altuve and all these guys, they get to be, like, they're the face of it because they're the stars of the team. And so this is the thing. It's going to keep going. They should have just stripped the dudes of their fucking World Series and moved on and said, this is what happens when you cheat. Story over. Let me play, because the Astros right now are the number one trend on Twitter, Joe. So because Verlander no-showed at the fucking thing. But, but that's, and, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Verlander, who's been so critical of juiced baseballs and people cheating. You, you, you know what this is? This is kind of reminiscent of the NBA and China thing, where, where Verlander has stood on the soapbox, and both you and I like Verlander, but he stood on the soapbox, and he's been so critical of other teams and of other players. And now he does a, a miniature statement of, I tried to say something, I should have done more, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, all right. You're Steve Kerr, dude. Yeah. You're LeBron James in, in the China situation. That's exactly what you are. You look like a chump. So this is what the owner of the Astros, Jim Crane, he gets into it back and forth with uh, ESPN reporter Meryl Rivera, and I'm just going to play. I, I, I'm i just seeing everybody's talking about this clip, so I might as well just play it. I have not heard this before, okay. and uh, hopefully we can understand it. Now, they do have captions on this clip, but uh, let's, let's, see what they, let's see what they say. Jim, sign stealing is a distinct advantage for the hitter, so how is it that it doesn't affect competition? So then what are you guys apologizing for? Um, we're p- apologizing because we broke the rules. But isn't sign stealing a distinct advantage for the hitter, so it doesn't it automatically impact competition? It, it, it could possibly do that. It could possibly not. Okay, guys, we're going to wrap up. Thank you. Why are you even... Bro, stay inside. I mean, why is this guy even... like? If, you're, if that's your response, why are you even taking a microphone at this point? I agree. Don't either be, par- be prepared to... Dude, you've got to have you. You've got to. You know when they prep uh, witnesses in a trial, this dude should have spent the last two weeks of his life sitting in an office with people asking him fake questions that a reporter might ask, and he should have an answer for it. If you're just gonna go, well, I'm sign stealing may help. Sign stealing. Don't even leave your office, dude. This honestly, I wouldn't even walk around in Astros gear. Just pretend you're not the owner. Be like, nope, I look like that guy, but it's not me. Jim Ichabob Crane. Yeah, so I'm gonna start calling this guy Jim Ichabob Crane. Just it's had the Ichabod, audacity, by the way. <laughs> what is it? It's Ichabod Crane. Ichabod Crane. Yeah. All right, Jim Ichabod Crane. God, I thought I was onto something. Has the audacity to go at a press conference and say. Knowledge of signs might not help the hitters. It's so fucking stupid. The balls, the cojones on this guy. Again, this is not an issue if they just get punished because now every single thing that comes out. You saw yesterday or whatever the, the clip was going around of Altuve from like, I don't know, his... Snapchat or something like that, like dancing for his wife with his shirt off, and then there was the whole thing. She didn't want him to take his shirt off because he was shy. So now the fucking buzzer thing. It's just like punish them and be done with it. 
but they didn't, and now they missed an opportunity. And now if they do, they look fucking stupid for changing their punishment. So this once again, baseball has fucked up from the beginning, and now they don't know what the fuck to do to fix it. This is steroids all over again. Bud Selig promoted it, allowed it, then people found out about it, and then they had to fucking make an adjustment on the fly. Now they start to now they start suspending people, and they have to have a fucking criminal trial in front of the fucking Congress. It, it, the, the baseball just continues to fucking shit the bed because the commissioner's office is a joke. Put six people in there. Put put one representative from every fucking division in baseball, and be done with it. Leaving it in the hands of one fucking cheddar dick moron is ruining baseball for going on 30 years. And I want to say this to all the listeners. Because the talent is better than it's ever been, and you're fucking blowing it. I encourage all the dirtballs, whoever your team is, to absolutely troll the shit out of the Astros when your team plays them. Like, the Astros are such... But again, focus on big picture too. Fire Rob Manfred. Okay. That's that's we have to we have to cut the head off the snake here. Okay, good point. This is a disgrace, complete and utter disgrace. Honestly, it, it all the things together. Baseball's doing it again. No one loves baseball more than me. Nobody. Astros and the Nets. I'm pretty much out. I'm pretty much out. Like, I'm going to watch Mets games, and I'll probably go try to see the Mets in a ballpark I haven't been to because I fucking put my life into this trying to see all the fucking ballpark situation. But God damn it, you're blowing it. Yeah. How do you explain this to your eight-year-old son if he's really into baseball? How do you explain that a team that he probably loves because that's what fucking eight-year-olds do. They love the guys who win. Fucking Altuve, Bregman, all these guys, Verlander. How do you explain to your eight-year-old, they cheated, they won, they're not getting punished, and fucking that, you know, you can only afford to take them to one baseball game a year because hot dogs are $11 each. And by the way, you got to sit and watch a game through a fucking mosquito net. Like the whole goddamn stadium's got malaria. Yeah. The stadium's been quarantined with the coronavirus. Yeah. It's a mess. I agree with you, man. This news and watching these press conferences and seeing how people are handling it and how baseball is handling it does not make me want to go to spring training. It doesn't. Like It's real simple, Rob Manfred. Again, you have two guys sitting on a couch who go to a lot of games a year. Every year, I go to at least 8 to 10 baseball games. Which I would assume, Joe, me going to 8 to 10 baseball games, you going to that many plus more probably would put us in the top 5% of people who attend baseball games. Oh, for sure. In this country. For sure. You're losing us, dude. Figure it out. It's not that difficult. People cheated. There are repercussions, and there are consequences for doing that. A team, maybe two, it looks like, two teams won the World Series because they cheated. It's not, it's, it, it's not that difficult to... And by the way, the Cora and Beltran thing... Those guys were, weren't being punished. They were just fired for PR reasons. They weren't even being punished. And the story comes out about, you know, that those those guys are essentially the fucking leaders of the whole thing. Yeah. They weren't being punished. Yeah. At all. 
the story did come out, and we'll kind of wrap it up with that, this week that Carlos Beltran basically told everybody, this is what's happening, and deal with it. And then... Brian McCann... And then the thing, and then he went to the Yankees, but then he didn't tell the Yankees about it because, like, I mean, it's so wild. The whole Beltran thing is so wild that he did it, but then, like, he didn't want to share that information because he didn't want anybody to know about the Astros. It's like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. The whole thing is just, it's, it's, it's just, a, just a disaster. Well, let's get to some dirtball calls. Before we end the show with dirtball calls, I want to remind every dirtball to go to gtppicks.com. Stop paying your bookie and start getting some help from our friends at GTP Picks. GTP Picks is a data-driven sports betting site that offers winning sports betting advice for an affordable price. Follow their advice and win. It's that simple. Right now, GTP Picks is offering a is offering a limited time offer. I, I got to help these guys with this ad read. Too much, too much offer. GTP Pips is offering a limited time offer. How about this, GTP Picks? All changes. GTP Picks is offering a limited time deal. There we go. To all of the dirt balls for the rest of February, all packages, that's all, big A-L-L, are 25% off. That's a great deal. Football might have just ended, but of course we got baseball coming up, hockey, basketball. There's not a better time to join GTP Picks. Simply go to GT, Jesus, Andy, now I'm messing it up. Simply, that's what I get. Simply go to gtppicks.com and use promo code DIRTY to unlock this limited time offer if you like making money while watching sports, investing with GTP Picks is a no-brainer. And I agree. Once again, guys, they will help you out individually via DMs, emails, whatever it is. So go to gtppicks.com. Take advantage of that great deal. I wonder if GTP Picks has odds or uh, or gives their uh, selections on the winners of the three-point contest and the dunk contest. Ooh. I've got an idea, by the way. We should start a little bit early. And we should have a draft, a draft that includes all the participants. So you could you could select your your three point guy first, or you could select your dunk contest first. Put a little money in the pot. If your guy wins, you get half the pot for slam dunk and half the pot for three point contest. What do you think? I like it. So you want to start during the the skills challenge? Just start a little bit early, and we can talk about the our draft selections pre skills challenge. Okay. And we'll just draft all the guys. All right. I'm game. I like it. If you, if you want to organize it, I, I'm uh, you know, I'm not good at organizing that kind of thing. I got it. It's got organized. It? Cool. I just organized it. Perfect. All right. So uh, let's get to some dirtball calls. We will uh, we'll start off with this one because I know Nick and I listen to this. We know this is going to get Prano nice and uh, fired up. Hey, Dirty Sports, this is JT. I'm a long-time listener, and I got a question, mostly for Joe, but I'd like to get all the guys' takes. Um, is New York the most overrated sports town in America? You know, we talk about them being the biggest market, the biggest everything, but then when you look at the numbers and you look at the stats, the Knicks have sucked historically, the Nets have sucked historically, Giants got lucky two Super Bowls, but that's Four. about it in the recent years. Chess are terrible. Mets made it to one World Series. 
four. And yeah, that, you know, that was get it. your facts, bro. Everything. And the Yankees suck. So is New York the most historically like overrated and worst run sports city in America? That's my question. Uh, keep it going, fellas. Congrats on the new sponsorship. Love the podcast. Love the content. Condoms are for Joe Barnick. Wow. Uh, so you, G- give him some facts. Real well, quick. first of all, you've got like you've got to pick a lane here. Because if you say historically, it's that's the that's the worst word ever to use. The, the Yankees have twenty seven World Championships, more than any team. The Dodgers won a World Championship when they were in New York. The New York Giants, uh, baseball team, won in New York. The New York Giants football team have four world uh, four Super Bowls and a fifth appearance, four out of five. The Jets have a, a Super Bowl. The Rangers have g- gone a ton of time without uh, without having a Stanley Cup, but they won one in '94, and then they won the one before that in 1940. The New York Islanders is Long Island. I don't even consider that New York City, and I don't consider the net. The Nets have been a New York City team for four years or whatever it is. So, also sort of out of it. But when you look at historically, you've got the Mets have won two World Series. The Yankees have 27. The Giants have four. The Jets have one. The Rangers have multiple. Show me the city that has 35 World Championships. Well, they also have the most pro teams, right? Right. And and also, when you're talking about overrated sports city, where are, are we only, we're only doing pro sports? Like... How about Madison Square Garden being the home of the Big East forever? How about, you know, you've got... Still is. Yeah. You've got St. John's. Like, not that St. John's has a national championship anytime soon, but, like, there's a lot of good sports in and around New York City. Now, I'm not saying that New York City in in the recent history is up there with a lot of teams or a lot of cities, but also you said historically. And second of all, most overrated, like... How about fucking like look look at other major cities? What about Los Angeles, the second biggest market? How many championships do you think Los Angeles has compared to New York? Twenty two. They have. Who does? Los Angeles. Right. New York has fifty five. The next highest. So New York, I have the list of cities with the most sports championships right here. Fifty five. New York. The next highest is Boston with thirty four. So they already have twenty one more. So the, I guess the question would be to because go of the back. Yankees again, right, right. But the Yankees, you know, w- sure. How many does LA have without the Lakers? Sixteen Lakers have. So the, the so without the Lakers, the city of Los Angeles, the second biggest market with multiple teams in multiple sports, multiple teams. Uh, Los Angeles has two football teams, two basketball teams, two baseball teams, two hockey teams. Two hockey teams. If, you want, if we're going to include the Angels, we got to include. I mean, the, they call them the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, right? But I'm saying, yeah. Then we got to include the Ducks. So without the Lakers, Los Angeles has six championships. Did you say 22? They have 22 championships total. They have a Dodgers championship in '88. They've got a Kings. I'm sure they've got a couple of Kings championships. Well, didn't yep. Didn't the Dodgers also win in '80? Sure. Around there. That's what I'm saying. So you got 80. So. The Kings have won two recently. Right. So 
the real question here, if you're going to use the word historically, is New York City historically the most underrated city in sports? They have 21 more championships than the next most team. Yeah, it's it, you're just wrong. Even if you take away the Yankees, these, they're still the leader. Yeah. Well, no, my math's off. But that. but yeah. they're six away. They're six away from the leader without the biggest team. Correct. But again, if you take away the leader, what if you take away you know take away the Celtics, take away the Lakers? That's that, those are two teams. I know that Boston's had a nice run recently with the Red Sox, but the Celtics are the reason that the fucking Boston has all those championships. The the, the, the eleven. That the Bill Russell Celtics won, plus Bird. Take away the Celtics. Is Boston the most overrated sports town? No, but that's the point. I don't think any of this is overrated. I just he's just wrong. Like, What's the mo- let, well? Let's do it. What's the most overrated sports town? In terms of, I mean, championships wise, like Dallas is a pretty big market. What do they have? They've got those. You know, they've got the Cowboys. Four, five, what are, how many do the Cowboys have? Six? They're not on this list. The Cowboys, the Cowboys. Okay, read, read, read from the top down. Um, so from the top down, number a uh, t- two-way tie for number ten, St. Louis with thirteen. Uh, no one's saying St. Louis is the no. best. Then you got Oakland and San Francisco, kind of as one. Green, not fair. <laughs> Green Bay is number eight <laughs> with thirteen. Uh, then you got Pittsburgh with fourteen, well, Philadelphia well, 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 seventeen. Real quick, what are they including Green Bay? Outside of the Packers. They're probably including their championships, like not just Super Bowls. Okay. That doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. Then you got Pittsburgh with 14 championships, Philadelphia with 17, Detroit with 22. That's mostly the Red Wings. Uh, and then you got Los Angeles with 22, and then Chicago with 27. I don't like this list. Detroit's 22. They're probably including pre anything pre-Super Bowl doesn't matter to me. I mean, how many do the Wings have? Obviously. 11. The Wings have got 11. 11. And the Celtics have, okay, maybe it's not including that. I'm sorry, not the Celtics. The Pistons have a few. I'm going Dallas. Because, yeah, they're not on, first of all, they're not on this list. And second of all, everybody treats Dallas as a big market like it's like a real no baseball success. One basketball championship. It's basically however many titles the Cowboys have, which is. Four? Five. Five? Yeah. I mean, th- I understand th- this is what this is what uh is called recency bias. Sounds like we need a facts only. I mean recency bias again, the Mets a dumpster fire. But he, but, but hold on. The Mets a dumpster fire, two World Series, five appearances. But, but even recency. And by the way, the Mets are a team since nineteen sixty two. They've made five World Series. They've won two of them. But that's my point. Even recency. See, when I say recency, I say last 20 years. That's kind of how I do things. I say, okay, let's look at the last 20 years. If you look at New York the last 20 years. The Giants have two World Series, two Super Bowls. The Yankees have a World Series. Multiple appearances on theirs. Multiple appearances from the Mets. Mets have made two World Series. It's like, yeah, it's it's really tough. Even a recent look at it. You're just wrong, dude. Sorry, man. I appreciate you listening to the show, but these are the facts, and we're sticking to them. I mean, just don't say historically. Say the say in the two thousands is the, and but I don't think anybody would argue that they were. Yeah, but obviously, if you're a Boston fan, 
you're screaming about, oh, look at us since 2000. Look at us since the Patriots run. And we got a Celtics. And we got a Red Sox. And we got a Bruins. Bruins. Yeah. Boston, also, you're 20 back in New York. Boston has definitely been the best sports town in the last 10 years. Since the, since the turn of the millennium. Yeah, it's, it's really not even close. It's yeah. definitely been Boston. Also, before that, the Celtics won a bunch of championships and no one else won shit. All right, let's get to another call. Our friend Justin Wood. He's basically a dirtball now. Yeah, love it. Justin left a call. A little a little UFC talk, Joe. We don't do much UFC, but he wants us to weigh in. Okay. On, on we don't we don't do UFC, but I can't wait to hear the call. Our boy Justin Wood. Hey fellas, Justin Wood here. Uh first time caller, long time fan of the show. Question for you. You guys both know I'm a mixed martial arts fan, been watching UFC since about 2005, that era. Uh, your boy Stephen A. Smith, uh, with this new ESPN-UFC relationship, he decided to come over and uh, try and do some commentary on a recent UFC event. Uh, he went around to say that Cowboy Cerrone, the man who owns the records for most wins and finishes in the UFC, uh, pretty much just like took a major shit on him and now the MMA world like hates this guy like they all hate Stephen A. Smith but my question for you guys as two guys that don't talk about MMA because of you know you're about not as educated uh, do you give Stephen A. Smith credit for at least trying to come over and uh, introduce himself to that world or do you think he deserves all the shit he's getting and probably should have been a little more educated before he made the step to come over and try and do commentary at UFC. So uh, we'd love to know what you guys think. See you guys. Did you follow this? I, I kind of did. I, I followed it a little bit, but uh, I'll let you, if you followed a little bit more, follow up. But I'll, let me be quick on my thing. Um, Stephen A. Smith in the last three years has embarrassed himself across sports. He's He's constantly talking about guys in the NFL that aren't playing, He's referencing guys on teams that they've been released and traded from. Did you see He's what he did this up. week? No. Did you see what he did this week? No. He discussed, uh, he was, while discussing the Cowboys and who should play quarterback, I believe maybe even Tom Brady, he referenced having weapons like Terrence Newman, who has not been on the Cowboys since 2018. Right. So uh, you got to give Stephen A. a little bit of, well, actually, I was going to say you got to give him credit for how hard he works, but... Dude, it's okay to say no sometimes. Focus on what you do know and don't lose any knowledge that you might have in a subject by trying to get involved in things that you don't know about. And this has been shown, Stephen A. has been showing this the last few years over and over and over again. There's a million clips of him talking about players that are long gone, Hunter players Henry. that have been traded, guys that are hurt. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Look, a lot of people come at us on this show over the years, and I think it's it's calmed down a little bit because people have just accepted this as fact. You guys don't talk hockey. You don't talk soccer. You don't talk whatever. Yeah, I don't watch it. I don't care about it. I'm not going to pretend I fucking do because I'm going to embarrass myself and I'm going to hurt the fact that I'm watching all the basketball and watching all the baseball and watching all the football. So... It was an obvious no-brainer. ESPN stupidly thinks people love Stephen A. Smith. Who 
love Stephen A. Smith? Why are they forcing Stephen A. Smith down our throat and I th- everything? I think they are smartly because we're talking about him. But that's what they want. But we're talking about his failure. So they don't care, right? Do we, we, but that, but that's a whole other discussion. Discussion is like, don't you want quality? Do they, you want? Do you want to be? T- wouldn't you rather? Wouldn't don't. you rather be talked about? Wouldn't you rather not be talked about than be talked about for doing something bad? Well, I agree with you. There's no such thing as bad press. It's like, you know, if if fucking Fat Burgers 20th in the hamburger rankings, that doesn't mean they should go putting rats in all their burgers to fucking get stories written about them. Well, obviously we live in Stephen an, A. Smith is a rat and hamburger. We, Make that the fucking title of the show. We live in an age where it 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 doesn't matter the content. It's all about clicks and views and retweets and likes. This is what I know about this. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Joe Rogan's podcast, and I listen to a fair amount of his shows. And obviously, Joe Rogan is the UFC guy. Joe Rogan's been calling, commentating on that sport since it started. Oh, yeah. So this is what Rogan Joe, had to before say. Before Joe Rogan was Joe Rogan. Before Joe Rogan was the fucking Fear Factor guy. Yeah. Joe Rogan has been involved with the UFC since guys were wearing geese. For so long. And this is what he had to say. And Rogan was actually pretty polite. And I'm paraphrasing. From what I saw on YouTube, because I watched the clip where he discusses this, he didn't disparage Stephen A. at all. He just said, look, man, kind of what you're saying. This isn't your lane. Yeah. You're, you're off base. This isn't your lane. Stay in your lane. That's don't, don't text and drive. Yeah. So he's basically saying, you know, discuss sports you're more familiar with. And then Stephen A. fired back at Joe saying you're wrong. But you're right. It's like, dude, this just isn't this isn't your specialty. Yeah. Uh, I look to me. I've never been a big UFC guy. I used to watch UFC way, 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 way back in the day when it first came on. Ken Shamrock. Yeah. When Dan it, Severin. When it first came on pay-per-views because. My brother would be like, dude, these guys are crazy. They're, nuts. they're kneeing each other in the face. Yeah. Fists are exploding. Get through the era of, you know, the 90s where my dad's paying for our pay-per-view. And I'm like, I'm not into it. I don't have the money. Like, I'll still every once in a while fucking throw down on a, you know, a pay-per-view boxing match or whatever. But it's just not for me. Now, UFC becomes accessible to everybody by being on ESPN. And I'm not going to lie. This is a God's honest truth. Makes They make it easy for you to step into the world. And now I know Stephen A. Smith is involved. For that reason, I'm out. Like, I don't want, I want less Stephen A. Smith in my life. Fact. Yeah. I want way less Stephen A. Smith, Smith in my life. So if he's involved in UFC, I don't want any part of it. I understand that they're making it accessible. Stephen A. Smith, honestly, I'm not sure what his lane is at this point. I would think it's basketball. That's racist. No. Uh, honestly, I don't know what his lane is, but he should figure out what his lane is and stay in it. Do you want to get to the worst call of all time? Yes. Oh, I mean, so that's what a, what a fucking title. To, to call it the title. Can we just try to piece this thing together? So this is going to be the last call of the day. If you guys want to leave a call, 310-359-8365. Nick and I listened to this how many times? Five. Five times. The The goal here is going to be to understand what he's saying. 
He's from Northern Kentucky. I recognize this area code. However, I just, this is why it's the worst call of all time. What is happening? There is no way you're going to be able to understand this. But we're going to do our best to try to piece this together and understand what he's saying. Yeah, this is uh, Damien from uh, Kentucky. And the announcer phone you were going to say that you know, uh, 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 Okay, we. I got Damien. Oh, okay. You can't hang up the phone. Watch this. He's never worked a phone. I I got Damien from Kentucky. Yeah. He's upset about Kobe. I think I heard Kobe Jersey somewhere in here. Oh yeah, I think I heard Kobe Jersey. I didn't hear that at all. He, but he he did he did say condoms are for Houston. Condoms for Houston. I got that at the end. The whole middle. This is like what was that? <laughs> what was that fucking? Uh, the worst call of all time. What was that? Sh- what was that movie that came out with Amy Adams, where the fucking aliens come down and they for months they're trying to figure out like bro, what they're saying, bro. This the is the arrival or something like is, that. This is what's the Richard? Why am I forgetting it? The Spielberg Richard Dreyfus movie. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about? What is that? First encounter or uh, yeah, close, close encounters. encounters. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. That scene? Yes. I'm t- what, what did you look up the arrival? Movie? The arrival. Yeah. This is that where like years of like comparative studies to try to figure out what he's saying. We got We need yeah. we need Amy Adams and a fucking computer to break this down. Listen, there's no way we're going to get anything, right? Do you want me to try one there's more time? There's too much also background noise cuz he's in some sort of alien spaceship. <laughs> I'm picturing him like What's he with doing? Like a busy house. There's toys everywhere. He's got his hands full with some kids. That's not toys and kids. I feel like he I feel like he works at a car wash, but but a car wash that's like not one where you need like it's a He's in the car wash making yeah, the call. Yeah, he's in the car wash. He's outside of the car that's going through No, the- he's he's in his car going through the car wash, but he's left his windows open. <laughs> All right, let's let now let's listen to it again and try to piece together not what he's saying, but where he is. Okay. I, one one more quick. It's 45 seconds. Yeah, this is uh, Damien from uh, Kentucky. And the announcer phone. You were going to say that the same that. What is that sound? Yeah, I think I got Kobe there. What's he say after Condoms are for Houston? Guys, I don't even, I don't know why you've lasted this long, honestly. I don't know where he's at. Where's A five nine? Oh, Northern Kentucky. It's Northern Kentucky. Yeah. Thank Sounds you. like he might be in sort of some sort of wind machine. Or, yeah, it's wild. Damien, call us back again. I want to know, where were you? 310-359-8365. Maybe call us from a landline, dog. You know how Apple has, like, the the, the transcripted voice yeah. mail thing? 
there's no way that's picking it up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what we need, though. Is it the worst call of all time? Stengel will have this thing written out for us. <laughs> He's going to call in and read what he said. He's, Stengel's in the comment section. He said, is this guy lying down? It's against the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the comment section, any great things in the comment section worth? worth uh... You guys kind of hit a lot of the questions. The, um, Dwight Is Dwight a Hall of Famer, obviously? There was a question about um, Mixed Dish. You guys' thoughts on it? The Mixed Dish Martial Arts? Mixed dish uh, Tug's Tug's show, you know. Yeah. Um, there was something about um, Tug and a black girl doing jujitsu in the next episode of Mixed Dish Martial Arts. <laughs> Did you guys hear about um, Mark Martinez? Wants to know if there is anything you guys heard about the 49ers only running two defensive sets for the entire Super Bowl. Wow, I have not seen this. Wow, I haven't I haven't seen that either. Well, sort of worked. Subscribe on YouTube. You can leave comments because we do look at those during the show. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Dirty Sports. You can follow me at Andy Ruther, Joe Prano. They can follow you on stuff. At Joe Prano on Instagram, at Fix Your Life on Twitter, JoePrano.com for shows. Nick D'Alessandro. Yesterday was a sad day in my life. Riff Raff unfollowed me on Twitter. And uh, if you guys want to make it up to me, you can follow me at Nick Dale. When, who's, where who's the L riffraff? is a capital I. Jody Hyrule, Jody Three Moons. He's the rapper. The, the neon icon. I have no the, idea. The, the white rapper. He actually has blocked me. Riffraff blocked me. Wow, he hates the Smut Studio. He, he unfollowed me. He has you blocked. He blocked me five years. He blocked me five years ago. Yeah. Because you made fun of him? Yeah, but I didn't even, ta- I didn't even tag him. Somebody, somebody tagged him, and then I think we had a quick exchange. But, I, but see, I, I did the, the proactive... Worried about being canceled. I, I deleted all my... Oh, t- I thought that was Paul Wall the whole time. No, that's Riff Raff. That's who Spring Breakers... Yeah. They say the ki- that James Franco's character was based off him. If Got you've, it. If you've seen that movie. Anyway, guys, that's the show. Thanks for the support, Dirtballs. Again, tune in to us live during the three-point and slam dunk contest on YouTube. Subscribe to us. So you can see us live Saturday night, NBA All-Star Weekend. All right, guys. Have a great week. Don't be stupid. And most importantly, stay dirty.